Hey guys, okay, so today we have a listener has sent in a question, and so I'm going to do my best to answer the question here. Um, First of all, uh, this is amazing. It's awesome. I love it that somebody sent in some questions, and I love uh, getting to talk about this kind of stuff, because this is exactly, exactly what I was hoping for with the podcast is is to be able to talk about some of these things this this person's question is really really good so um anyways uh well let's i'm gonna read you guys what uh what he wrote uh just for the question part um said uh i was raised evangelical fundamental christian i'm still christian i have just recently began experimenting with cannabis and mushrooms I'm very curious how you can still be a fundamental Christian after all you've experienced. Um, He says a quick thing about, you know, he's not making a judgment. Um, He's just curious. Uh, He says, uh, this is an observation, um, but being raised fundamental Christian, one of the things they would say is against their rules is living with another person and not being married. Uh, In fact, I think that's one of the things that defines fundamental Christianity is the long list of rules of do's and don'ts. Uh, Doing drugs and having extramarital sex would be at the top of the list of bad things. Um, uh, He said something else about the judging, and then he says, uh, I just found it very curious. I guess my question is, do you still associate yourself associate yourself with fundamental christianity and if so why okay very great very very good question uh i mean this gets down to like a a lot of the fundamentals right here there's a key sentence right here in your in, in the question that was asked uh it's the sentence that says in fact i think that's one of the things that defines fundamental christianity the long list of rules of do's and don'ts. So, I think that right there is a false statement, and that's not what Christianity is about at all. (laughs) So, the point of Christianity, the point of the Bible, uh, and this is straight from Jesus, you know, is that uh, you can't follow all the rules. It's impossible. It's impossible for you to follow all the rules. Not one man is without uh, without sin. We all sin. We all have um, our problems. Uh, I mean, uh, so Jesus said that like uh, anybody who even thinks of committing sin is um, guilty of that sin, right? So. The point is, right, and the next thing they ask, that you know, the disciples ask Jesus is, well, who in the world can get into heaven, you know what I mean? Uh, essentially, I'm, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, obviously. Anyways, the point is, um, yeah, the, the whole point of Christianity is, is not um, that you have to follow rules. In fact, Christianity is like one of the only religions in the world in which, at the end of your life, it's not measured on... You know how many good things you did versus how many bad things you did. A lot of the other religions are based off of uh, off of your works throughout your life. You know, so if you did more good works than bad works, you know, then it it um, it evens out and uh, or whatever, and you and that's how you move on. You know, and 
a lot of religions. Uh, whereas in Christianity, you know, the point is, is nobody can do it. You can't get to God um, on your own. The only way to get through to God is through Jesus Christ, right? And so that's why Jesus died. That's what the sacrifice was. Is he's He is replacing the old sacrifice of the Old Testament. So that way your sins, you know, are no longer on you. He takes them on. And so by him um, dying, right, in your stead taking your place, taking your sins, um, then you can basically, through forgiveness, through Jesus, you can get to heaven, right? So this is, this goes down to even like, even more basic like ideas of God and everything like that. Like it's, it, it comes down to like, okay, so if there's a, if there's a singular God that created everything and he's, he's om, omnipresent, um, was he, he's he's all powerful he's all knowing right he's always there if there's a god like that then he then he has to be perfect right is the idea and well what's sin sin is is basically the opposite right it's not perfect it's uh it's an absence of god is what it is sin is an absence of god and so since since god is perfect he can't be around anything that's sinful right so you have to get rid of all the sin for you to be able to get to be next to god or with god so because he can't have you in his presence if you're sinful that's why there's that whole idea in the bible they say if you look upon the face of god you're you'll die right that's like uh I forget if it's in like Leviticus or Numbers or something like that, but basically like Moses, when Moses was talking to, to God, right, uh, you know, it, it's, I think, I think like Moses like asked him to, uh, to see him, to see his face or something like that, and then, and God said, you can't see my face, nobody can see my face, as soon as you see my face, you'll instantly die, you know, so, um, so the idea is, yeah, is, is God is is perfect, um, and he can't be around sin, and therefore you have to get rid of all your sin. And the only way you can do that is basically through forgiveness through Jesus, you know. Because so I mean, I'm, like back to the sacrifice, you know, the the way it worked prior to Jesus coming was the idea that. Um, you could make animal sacrifices to God, but you had to do them all the time. Like every time you committed a sin, you had to go do an animal sacrifice in front of the tabernacle, and you know, and the priests had to like help you with it and everything. And, and it was a whole ordeal, whereas a ceremony had to be done perfect and everything. That's what that's what the numbers and um, Leviticus is all about. They're talking about the those ceremonies that they have to perform and every type of sin that they have to um you know make up for so anyways so yeah uh to answer that little section of your question you know i i think this was really important this is, this is like kind of like the base level here so to figure out that yeah christianity is not is not about a long list of rules of do's and don'ts in fact actually jesus only gave us basically one commandment right two it's he he put it in the form of two 
you know, to make a distinction. But there's basically only one commandment. And Jesus says, you know, the the commandment is love your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul, right? And then the second part of that is to love your neighbor as with your mind, heart, body, and soul, right? So basically you only have one commandment now. That's what Jesus did. That's Jesus boiled it all down to one thing, right? Just love your God and love your neighbors. And if you do that, right, then you will sin, right? Because if you love your neighbor, you're not going to steal from him. If you love your neighbor, you're not going to, like, uh, covet after his wife or be jealous of his stuff. You know, if you love your neighbor, you're not going to murder him. Uh, you know, and so, so basically, right... Christianity is is what the Bible's saying is it's giving you all the problems of the world and all the things that everybody has to deal with and all the all the things that cause you to you know go to hell and now you know you've been listening to the podcast and everything right what's what what a what I think hell is and I think the mushrooms have shown us this is that hell is a place that you create I think what happens at the end of your life is you're it's not a it's not gonna be like this external judgment. It's gonna be you judging yourself, you know, like you're gonna get to see it and you're gonna send yourself to hell by realizing all the horrible shitty things that you did every time that you fell short. You're gonna realize all those things and so you're gonna have to um deal with them and in your head if you're not uh if you don't believe you're saved and you don't um and you haven't forgiven yourself then you know you're going to send yourself to hell like uh cuz cuz you'll believe that's what you deserve i mean if uh once you're there see i think that's what the mushrooms that's one of the things the mushrooms have helped show us you know that was one of the one of the first things i came up with after i, I took the mushrooms was uh the fact that hell is a place that you create you know and uh and Jordan Peterson has kind of echoed something similar to that he says it's yeah hell's a real place and a lot of people are in it and you know usually it's uh you know it has something to do with your own mindset it has something to do with you putting yourself there um so now the other parts of your question here now see that's that's one part of your question there the other part is you know the whole doing drugs extramarital sex and stuff like that so these these are more like you know debating amongst christian amongst christians like to determine you know whether or some, whether or not something is right or wrong and you know the bible isn't always you know it doesn't now always tell us exactly what we're asking for so in this case the drugs the um the mushrooms the mushrooms aren't mentioned in the Bible. Shoot, no other drugs are mentioned in the Bible except for alcohol, right? They didn't, you know, like cocaine's not listed in the in the Bible. Methamphetamine's not met listed in the Bible. You know, uh, any opioid, that's not mentioned in the Bible and everything like that. So when we read through the Bible, we got to take other verses and we've got to put them... Uh, or use them to answer the question. So use multiple other verses. And so, so one of the verses that a lot of people bring up, which is a good verse, um, is the the verses where they talk about your body being a temple, right? So, 
when they say that it's a temple for the for the spirit for the holy spirit and so what it is is you're supposed to be taking care of it you're supposed to be taking care of your body right now if you take something like meth or coke cocaine or um or an opioid or something like that there's all sorts of problems you're gonna you can get addicted you, your body will start breaking down you'll get sores on your body things like that your your body will suffer for taking those type of drugs now the thing about the mushrooms is the mushrooms are different than the other drugs because the mushrooms don't affect your body aren't addictive and have healing properties properties as well so so now that verse is kind of thrown out of the mix now you can't compare mushrooms to other drugs you know and then you know one of the drugs mentioned the only drug mentioned in the bible is alcohol right and so there's a lot of verses on alcohol there's a lot of verses that say alcohol is a good thing that you're supposed to you know use it you know to celebrate uh you know jesus's first um miracle was turning water to wine you know and so there are times for alcohol but then the bible also has a lot of warnings about alcohol as well and the warnings talk about not getting basically not getting shit-faced not um getting addicted to alcohol and just using it responsible responsible and making sure that it's not affecting your life and so um the bible goes over that and so basically you're you got to make a distinction there when to use it and when not to do it and alcohol can be you know quite a dangerous drug it's not good for your body uh you know your body eventually starts breaking down with it like the more and more you can you use it you know you could you could drink so much that you could die you know you could have alcohol poisoning see you can't do that on the mushrooms you can't get you know you can't be toxically poisoned by the mushrooms you know you're gonna you're basically just not going to be able to eat anymore at a certain point and it takes pounds of mushrooms before you are getting to the point where you're going to have any toxic effects at all so you can't like die on the mushrooms or at least not nat- you know just from the sole fact of of uh taking the mushrooms far safer than uh any other drug at all the mushrooms and um yeah, they, I mean, just, so, so, I mean, that kind of addresses those verses. I mean, if you're comparing it to alcohol, mushroom compared to alcohol, it's like mushrooms are far, far safer and f- probably far, far better for you than, um, than alcohol. So, uh, I, I don't have much to say on cannabis, really, <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned that you had uh, began experimenting with cannabis. The only reason I use THC or I'm at the moment is to supplement the mushrooms, kind of. Um, I, I still don't like weed that much. I mean, I get it. Like, it just seems like a neutral subject to me at this point in time, the cannabis. I, I think most people do use it just to get high. But the arguments that I made on the, about the mushrooms could also be made... Uh, towards cannabis in the same way kind of 
So, uh, it becomes an iffy thing, yeah. I'm not big on cannabis, really, to tell you the truth. Uh, I think the mushrooms are way different. But, um, you know, that's that. So, uh, I'm going to take a, uh, let's take a quick break here. And we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about... So, um, you know, the, the last thing I guess really on there was the, uh, the whole extramarital sex and the, (laughs) the, um, not being married, uh, thing. So I'm going to keep this one short. Uh, you know, I have my own, um, beliefs and ways interpreting the Bible and, um, I, I probably shouldn't make an argument for my my stuff without more proof to back it up. So we'll just say that I'm a, I'm a sinful man, but I'm doing I'm doing the best I can with what I uh, with what I have. So, anyways, but uh, let, let's summarize some of this up. You know, it's like, um, do I? Yeah, I'm I'm absolutely a Christian, um, and See, I would say I am a fundamentalist Christian because I believe all the same things that a fundamentalist would believe. But a fundamentalist would not say I am a fundamentalist Christian because um, because some of the things that I uh, that I believe are different than some of the things they believe. So, but I think if they read their Bible more, they'd they'd uh, believe the same things I do. I think a lot of people have never actually read through their Bible from front to back. I I don't think a lot of people, I think your pastor has probably read through, you know, all 66 books of the Bible, but I don't think, uh, don't think the average person has. And so there's a lot of people I know that claim to be Christians, but they don't seem to know what's actually in their Bible. I I just I know some people that like uh, an atheist, you know, like uh, just a smart atheist has done a little bit of homework could like easily shake their faith, you know. Um, the thing is, is they just don't understand that, oh, there are answers to these questions in the Bible. Other people have discovered them, so you just got to go out there and, and well, either either you got to find the answer yourself, or just or you can just look it up. You know, if you know what you're looking for, you know, appropriate interpretations of the Bible. That's a huge problem. Is like, you know, I mean, I mean, it's got some weird stuff in it. You know, I I I I, I told you guys I'm reading through my Bible, and I just finished Deuteronomy. And the thing about the two books before it, Numbers and Leviticus, is that what it is? Yeah, Leviticus. Um, You know, there's the whole time they're talking about, you know, these blood sacrifices that they've got to do. They kill, you know, goats and sheep and ram and and ox and they they kill them in a sacrificial, um, you know, ritual basically in front of the the temple or in front of the yeah in front of the tabernacle and so it's it's one of those things it's like (laughs) 
people just don't know what's in their bible people just don't know that this stuff is in there you know these blood sacrifice rituals you know that's 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 in it i mean i mean most people don't even know that like moses fought in some battles uh, or you know led the yeah israelites in a few battles against uh some nations when they were wa- wandering through the desert the for the 40 years you know a lot of people don't know these things and um so yeah it's uh appropriate interpretation and understanding what the bible is i think if you if you actually read and understood the bible uh it it would be easier to to interpret certain passages with the knowledge of like who god is you know it's like what what's god's nature and if you understand what god's nature is when you go through a passage and you actually you can actually interpret it in 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 the way that god would interpret it not you know not uh, not yourself and so that's the problem i think a lot of um a lot of doctrines a lot of preachers and a lot of people they read the bible and they want to interpret passages in certain ways to get certain outcomes oh this is a good example i actually had a conversation with a guy on on the internet a few days ago where um he was talking about the passage where it says be sober-minded for the devil crouches like a lion you know or something like that that passage where it says be sober-minded a lot of people think that means you can't drink alcohol right but there are plenty of places in the bible where it says you can drink alcohol that passage is not referring to being sober-minded in the way we think of it of being sober-minded by not uh, taking drugs or not drinking alcohol um that's not what that means what that means when it says be sober-minded it's saying be um be alert be like aware that the devil is crouching you know like a like a lion is ready to spring out so if you're paying attention you know that's what the that's what that verse is talking about it has it's not talking anything about alcohol or anything about um drugs or anything like that it's just you gotta interpret it correctly and and if you if you do you can understand more and you can understand you know that some people take their bias they want it to mean that they see that sober-minded in there and and they want to they want to be able to use that verse to justify their belief that no one should drink alcohol at all ever you know because alcohol is bad right but then they're ignoring other passages where they say that where you know they're ignoring the miracle that jesus's first time uh first miracle was um you know turning water into wine or that there there are times where it says we're to celebrate you know and that we can drink wine while celebrating you know the these passages are in there and so you have to look at the whole picture you have to know all them all everywhere that it's talking about that and then come up with a con the an appropriate conclusion that would uh you know which is not your bias but is what the bible actually says you know we got to know what the bible actually says so 
sorry, this is a little bit preachy, but uh, it comes back all the way back around to the point that I don't think taking the mushrooms is bad. I don't think there's anything that says they're bad anywhere um, other than, um, I guess you can say American propaganda <laughs> or something like that, uh, presidential propaganda um, from the Ronald Reagan and uh, era. But, you know, Ronald Reagan was one of my favorite presidents, by the way. <laughs> this is just the one place where he got it wrong. Just It just comes down to they just don't know, you know. The, the old generation um, basically gets old um, – not not physically in a in a figurative sense uh basically as as a generation ages the whole generation as it ages the um it becomes stiff and rigid and it becomes dogmatic in its practices and it loses that part of being a child where you're explorative and you're learning and you're forming your own opinions and everything like that it's the the spirit of it right so there's this idea and this is from kind of what jordan peterson talks about you know there's this idea that you uh you you need both the spirit the the liberal freedom type people and you need the conservative dogmatic uh, you know, culturally, um, I don't know, gatekeeper types as well. So you need you, what you need is you need both because the spiritual, open people, the learning people, the people that want change and everything like that, they come up with. They're the ones that come up with new ideas, and the dogmatic people make sure that like we don't just replace bad ideas with worse ideas you know instead that we replace bad ideas with good ideas you know and so you, so you need like a it's it's an it's an appropriate push and pull and it, it leads you towards a center point that's uh needed in society you need to have this balance you know of both being open and free you know, and and being an artist and being a bohemian, things like that, versus being you know conservative and um, holding tight and you know um, playing it safe. You know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, type types, and so so you got to have both of them, and together it'll create a a better world, so to speak, a more balanced world, I guess. So. This, this is an interesting little thought here with the politics and everything and the way that a lot of people see like the extremes being pushed out on the right side and left side. They see these um, – it gets more and more extreme on the left and it gets more and more extreme on the right and everything like that. And so I was thinking about an exploration like when you're, when you're exploring the tree of life, you're exploring up and down. It, it's like that. It's like you're pushing to the extremes. That's what you need to imagine when you're trying to explore the whole tree of life. And one reason you remember, one reason you look down is because you got to know how deep it goes to know how high it goes, right? So if you're exploring up, it's often helpful to explore down and kind of see because it's a little easier to go down sometimes. <laughs> it, it's actually real easy. Uh, yeah, actually, that's a really good analogy right there. Hold on. So. It's real, real easy to explore down, and I think I mentioned on that Tree of Life episode, the Tree of Life is mirrored, 
basically from top to bottom, right? Everything that is on the top kind of has a, a corresponding root below. And so the thing is, it's real, real easy to explore down. So if you can map out what's down, you can come back up and be like, okay, well, it should be pretty much the same thing going in reverse, right? So it, it makes it easier for you to realize what the high point is. So, okay. So basically, I'm saying, yeah, you got to <laughs> – oh, man, I got um, got a little off there. Sorry. Big tangent. Big tangent. But I guess this is what I want. I guess this, these are these are definitely the things I want to talk about on the on this. This is why this is one of the reasons why I made this podcast, you know, first is to actually get the chronological order of all my trips out, but then, you know, also to you know, reevaluate, you know, how these things are connected Christianity and like mushrooms and exploring the tree of life and, and learning thoughts and trying to find God and, you know and and one of the things I sit there and I said I said if if you uh, there, there's this idea in the Bible that if you're looking for God you're gonna find him right there's this idea that um, if you seek after him earnestly you're going to find him you know if you're if you're if you're praying for real, you know, and you you realize you don't know anything, and if you're praying for real, and you're and you're, um, yeah, asking God for you know a direct connection or something like that. Basically, the idea is you're going to you're going to find it. You will find God if you're looking for Him. You know, uh, you just gotta look in the right place, and sometimes it takes people longer to look in the right place. <laughs> place instead they like to look a few other places but if you really are looking you will find him so that's another reason i think the mushrooms are good it's another it's another little answer i think i have for the mushrooms it's like you can use these things um in a way and it's safe to your body it's not going to hurt you and it's just so convenient that you're only high for four hours. I mean, when you get drunk, you're drunk for way more than four hours. And, um, so it's like, I don't know. The mushrooms have some sort of balance to them. You can't become addicted to them. You can't even take them multiple days in a row. You know, you have to wait like at least 12 days to get the, get, uh, get the same effects again. It's, uh, it has just so many like these built-in mechanisms in it that are like so good you know it just grows mushrooms just grow straight out of the ground like you know how did that happen you know it's like everything else every other drug that you could possibly think of requires man to make it in some way even dmt and acid you know those they still require a human to make them you know and it's like and, and I, you know, the mushrooms are the only thing that just pop up out of the ground. You just grab it and eat it. It's simple as that, you know. There's nothing else. It's, it's like it's almost like they come straight from God, you know. It's like they come straight through nature from God. And so it's just another thing that I just – I can't wrap my head around to say that the mushrooms are bad, you know. I can't I can't justify it right now. I can't, I can't find a, a – good good reason 
uh, you know, for it, um, I don't have to say that they're ba- that they're bad. So, yeah, I think that's where I'm at. <laughs> Got a lot out there. There, I'm sorry if anybody feels this episode is a little thick. I mean, I guess it's uh, definitely, yeah, that's what it is. It's thick. It's uh, yeah, we're, tr- we're we're trying to play around with a couple big big batter ideas, you know, like we're trying to get a little bit more in depth and see. I don't, I don't know. See if this captures anybody's thoughts, you know. If any of you, anybody else, you know, I really thank this person that wrote in to ask me these questions to get us on this uh, this topic tonight. Um, but yeah, if man, if anybody else wants to give me a holler, just man, heck yeah, like hit me up on YouTube and like uh, just this channel's name the same thing. If you're listening on this podcast. It's a hit me up on there or get me a comment or something and and we can talk about specific things, you know. You guys have certain questions about verses and everything. I could read through that entire book and try to get the best answer I can or research it, you know, or, you know, of course we're going to continue along obviously with our, you know, our trip reports and everything like that. And <laughs> funnily enough, the girl was saying it's a... Uh, She's ready to ready to take another trip here, so I think on our next trip it's gonna be me and the girl both tripping together again. So that'll be real fun, and uh, I don't know, get a few more interviews going and stuff like that. But yeah, thanks guys so much for um, for listening. the The podcast numbers are crazy, crazy good. I, I man, I'm just really, really excited. Like you guys are coming back and listening to the the all the new episodes as they're coming out you know i've got a great retention rate thank you guys so much for that i know a ton of you guys you know just have listened to the all all the episodes and then you know everybody's listening to the episodes all the way through you know it's like over over yeah like over half of half the podcasts have like a 75 percent listen rate all the way through the entire you know episode and so yeah good good great numbers thank you guys very much really appreciate you um and i'll see you guys next time (laughs) 